everyone, this is Corey, and this is the Cultivate and Key podcast, where we talk about what it means to be a man as a Christian, and today it is just me. Jeremy is on his honeymoon, he's enjoying uh, Jamaica with his wife Connie, and um, so I am taking the the podcast today, I'm doing a solo episode on a commonly asked question from us, a little bit of a different topic, not so much uh, focused on faith or life, um, etc., but more practical. So, Today, as you read from the title, we're going to be talking about how to start a podcast and um, not kind of like an ethereal, um, here's some like tips and tricks, but like a start to finish guide and how to start a podcast. So, I mean, really since it's actually surprised me, but since we started, we've gotten many requests or questions about how we started it, what we do, what it's like to record. Um, people have asked to sit in on us recording just to see what it's like. Um, and it's a really fun process. Uh, and so... We are definitely for other people starting podcasts. We would love for you to have a podcast. Maybe we can come on your podcast one day. Um, and it's not that hard. It's not scary. Um, in fact, most of the things that took us a long time to get started were things that you sort of just have to learn once. And then after that are a breeze afterwards. Um, so I'm going to break it down into essentially 11 steps. Uh, but it's really fun. You can take notes and I'll have a lot of podcast notes too as well. I wrote a blog post on this, so you can go uh, read that and kind of follow along. There's some links you can find in there as well. Um, but the kind of too long didn't read version is that one, you're going to choose a topic, obviously, for your podcast. And then two, you're going to do your research. And this is important. We'll get to that. Um, three is to choose a format. Four is to start small and to practice. Five then is to get the right gear. So notice that you don't get the gear in the beginning. Six is to learn how to record and edit the podcast episode. Seven is to decide on the name and the design and the essential kind of information that you need to include in the podcast. Eight is to choose the right hosting. Nine is to um, enlist the help of other technology, which you're going to need. Um, it's not so simple. It's just to hit record on your phone, or I guess it could be, but you want to do better than that. Ten is to publish and launch. And then 11 is to promote and kind of set up your marketing tactics. So let's start with number one and choosing a topic. Um, and this is going to be one of the, the I mean, the most important thing for your podcast, if you're going to be starting one, is choosing a topic because uh, you want to choose the right topic, right? I mean, if you have uh, if you're the right people talking to the right people on the wrong topic, it's not going to go over well. Um, also, you know, the right topic maybe for the wrong people is also not well. So you want to choose the right topic for the right people. You also want to make sure that you're in the right place to be talking about that thing. So. The easiest way to nail this down is by answering two questions. You want to answer, one, who do I want this podcast to be for? And two, what purpose does this podcast serve? So who helps you define who your audience is? And it kind of narrows down the whole range of topics you could talk about and the angle that you want to talk, uh, that you want to take on them. And what helps you define the value that you want to add? So um, it's kind of the driving force behind the podcast. It gives you vision, gives you kind of a mission, and it brings a lot of clarity on how you do things. So just as an example, use Cultivate and Keep, um, for example. Uh, Cultivate and Keep is who is it for? It's for the next generation of Christian men. And uh, what is it for? It's to bring honest conversations around the topics, issues, and lessons that matter for Christian men. So when Jeremy and I sat down and we, we talked about doing a podcast, this was the first thing we wanted to, to do is, okay, well, what are we going to talk about? And um, these two questions were really um really helpful for us in deciding what to talk about and, uh, and kind of choosing the topic. And then sort of the, 
this is kind of like 2A, almost like part two of, uh, of the first one, but you also want to do your research um, because you might find that the podcast that you want to start is already being done by a lot of people, or maybe it's already being done really well by one person, and maybe there isn't a dire need for it. Um, but also, uh, that's kind of not the case. Podcast is still a relatively new thing that people are doing, uh, but you also want to, know, want to know who else is doing it and how they're doing it. So, it helps you refine again who and what even more um, doing the research. So you, you want to know, you know, what kind of unique perspective do you or your co-hosts have on that topic that other podcasts aren't covering? Um, or you also want to discover, you know, what hasn't been done before. Is there a certain uh, format or certain type or certain style? Are there topics that aren't being covered or certain um, perspectives that aren't being covered? You also want to know, you know, what would you want to change about what's already been done? And this is sort of a, um, a really good way to think about it because you might listen, be a regular listener to something, but they might be, uh, they might not be doing the way that you want it to be done. And so if other people share that same perspective as you, then you have a really unique thing that you can offer. And also you want to know how you can stand out from others because you don't want to just be another podcast in X category or Y category. Um, so there's some great tools like Chartable is one. I think it's chartable.com um, or even just search through kind of your podcast player. It could be Apple Podcasts or Spotify, Overcast, Google Podcasts. You can just search through all the directories by topic or by um, or by category and kind of see what's already out there and start listening to some episodes. Um, so start searching through the categories. For example, you know, for, uh, for Cultivate and Keep, uh, we looked through the religion category, the Christianity category, um, life category, and self-help. Um, and then you can start, you know, even searching for keywords directly related to your topic. For example, we search for uh, things like Christian and men and marriage, dating, personal growth, career, etc. And that kind of helps us um, do a lot of research to see what was already out there. Okay, so now that you have your topic and your research, now you want to choose a format. And the format is, I think, one of the most important um, but overlooked aspects of the podcast. And so it can be broken down to, uh, into a few different uh, components. One is going to be the number of hosts. Two is going to be the style. Three is going to be the length. Four is going to be the cadence. So it's going to be like kind of the frequency. And five is the monetization. And you want to kind of have an idea of these at the beginning, at least, uh, at least three of the five here. So we'll start with the number of hosts. Um, there's a couple different styles. Um, one, you can do the solo show like I'm doing now. You could also do a co-hosted show like Jeremy and I usually do. Um, or you could do an interview style show where you kind of bring someone on uh, as a like a, uh, a part-time co-host, if you will. So uh, a solo show is really easy to do, right? It's kind of the pros are that you don't have to rely on anyone else to record the podcast. You can do it at your own time, your own pace. You choose the topics and you have 100% say in um, what you talk about. And you're also building a reputation kind of as an authority on the subject. But one of the cons is that it gets, uh, you know, you're kind of talking to yourself. And even as I record this, it's hard for me not to feel weird about me talking to myself about myself and the things that we're doing. Um, and also it can get discouraging, you know, being alone. If things aren't going well, you might feel discouraged and want to just shut it down. So having someone else there um, also helps you kind of keep going and, and keep producing. The co-hosted show, like Jeremy and I usually do, uh, is a great way um, to kind of get rid of the the mic fright, as they say, and um, it's not as scary as recording alone. So when you're just chatting or talking with someone, you can bounce. You have another perspective to bounce off of. You have someone to joke with. You have someone to to debate with. 
um, and it makes it really easy and kind of natural to uh, just sort of talk with someone. Um, but the cons are that now you have another person that you have to accommodate with. So you have to schedule the time, you have to um, go through the notes, you have to kind of figure it all out. There's a lot of collaboration involved that takes a lot of time and energy. Um, and there's also the, you know, the question of ownership, like who does what and um, what if this thing happens or who do we look to and we need um, some sort of outside opinion. So that's the other one. And then the interview show uh, is, you know, again, borrowing the expertise or the entertainment of others. And the pros is that it gives you a really unique opportunity to have a chat with someone that you've always looked up to, or that's an, uh, an expert in the industry or someone that's even, you know, maybe famous uh, to some degree. And on top of this, your guests will have um, their, you know, the, the, the person that you're interviewing will also have their own audiences that you can tap into and have them cross promote. So you kind of get, um, you get some uh, some kind of free marketing in a way um, because you're bringing someone else onto your show, and then they can they can promote it for you. Um, the cons is that it takes a ton of work to find and schedule and record with guests, um, and so also interviewing is a really unique skill that you have to hone in as well. Asking questions, being conversational, um, you know leading the conversation in a way so you know kind of the points that you want to hit and the topics that you want to cover. And um, so it does take a lot of work. It also takes some sort of technical skill of recording someone maybe remotely or, um, you know, even going and setting up kind of a remote studio to go record with someone in your city or, um, or that you travel to. Um, another part of the style is going to be kind of the feel of the podcast. So you want to know, um, sort of, is it goofy? Is it professional? Is it laid back and conversational? If you're like Jeremy and I, you really hate editing and you want to convey a more natural kind of conversational tone. So we don't do any cuts to our audio. We don't edit hardly at all. We just kind of stitch on the intro and outro to the end and then call a day. But if you want it to be, if you're kind of envisioning a more produced, fine-tuned feel, then you're going to have to spend a lot of time editing, cutting, uh, butting it up, or even hiring someone else to do that for you. You also want to look at the length. Um, so generally, the length can be um, bucketed into three different kind of buckets, and that's the bite size, which is going to be like a couple minutes to maybe 20 minutes max. And then you also have the commuter, uh, which is generally like 20 to 40 minutes. So that's kind of perfect for a drive to work, um, to or from work. And then the third one's going to be kind of your long form. So that's anything longer than 40 minutes. It could even be um, a couple hours, like maybe some of the more famous ones like Joe Rogan or Tim Ferriss or uh, Malcolm Gladwell, uh, et cetera. And the length is actually one of the primary factors for listeners and deciding whether or not they're going to listen to your episode um, because it is a time commitment and someone needs to make the decision to say, oh, well, do I have time or do I want to commit the time to listen to this episode? But you want to make sure you know have some sort of consistent idea. You know, Jeremy and I try to keep it somewhere between 20 and 40 minutes. Sometimes we go way longer than that. But um, as long as, you know, we are not producing one that's like five minutes and one that's two hours long, you know, we can kind of build some consistency and people know what kind of thing that they're getting into. And then finally, you want to, uh, you want to also figure out your cadence, you know, so you're going to do a daily, a weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, maybe seasonally, right? So you might have some episodes that, um, you know, some sort of style of or format of podcast where you do every week. And you might have some that are more like a series or like a story. And then you can release those all at once, you know, maybe once every three months, for example. Um, and then finally, you want to figure out your monetization. And the fact is that most people want to have some sort of um, reward for doing the podcast, right? So 
Some of the most uh, popular ways to monetize your podcast are in the form of sponsorship. So that's in the form of kind of reading an ad or promoting an affiliate link of a product. And that's a very popular option. Um, Patreon is also a growing option. It's something that we are testing and utilizing right now. So you can offer unique rewards to your patrons or your supporters, like exclusive content or another podcast feed or um, discounts on merch, etc., uh, you also want to do maybe self-promotion. So if you're doing the podcast for a business or for a service um, that you provide, maybe you're a graphic designer or maybe you're in the wedding industry or whatever it is, you could have a podcast. Um, I've even heard of real estate agents using podcasts to um, get new people to uh, sell and buy homes. Um, or you could just decide there's no monetization and you just decide that it's going to be completely free forever and uh, and that it's just sort of a hobby project. Um so, okay, that's kind of all of the style and the, the format of the show. And now one of the things I wanted to kind of touch on now is that already there's so much information. There's so many things that you have to go over, that you have to know, that you have to set up. I want to encourage you to start small and to practice. So before you go out and buy a ton of gear, before you go and build a website, before you do any of that stuff, just do some really small practice runs. So use your phone even. You can just um, hook up you know, your regular old uh, headphones and you can plug into your phone and just start practicing either with your friend, you know, whatever format you want to do, whether it's you alone or with a friend or with a guest, um, and just practice. Do you know, practice asking questions to each other, practice going over a certain topic, um, and then record it to your, you know, you know, maybe your voice memos app, listen to it back and see if this is something that you're really interested in. Um, you know, try talking for five minutes and then try talking for 10 minutes and then try talking for 30 minutes. Uh, listen back and then see, you know, kind of the things you might find that you say, um, a lot, or you might find that you make some weird, you know, sounds with your mouth that you don't like, or you might find that you don't like it at all. It wasn't fun. You never want to do it again, but at least, you know, right. Um, you might find that you're really nervous and that you need to take a few breaths before hitting the record button. Even if I, even as I talk now as a solo show, it's hard for me to sort of catch a breath sometimes and you have to be able to slow down a little bit and take some breathers. Um, okay, so now if you decide, if you start small in practice and still decide that you want to do this thing, now I think it's time to get the right gear and to start practicing and recording. So despite what you might hear or see from others, podcasting gear is actually really straightforward. Um, you don't have to get like $500 mics or a giant mixing board or, um, you know, you don't have to get some sort of crazy setup or rent a podcasting studio. Uh, even, um, the, the really only difference in the gear that you get is deciding, uh, who, you know, if, and how many co-hosts you have. Um, and so that's going to be kind of the main factor, but overall the, the gear is very straightforward and it's going to be the same kind of across the board. But the main three things you're going to need are one, a microphone or microphones, two is an audio processor, and then three is an audio editor. Microphones are essential, are essential for very obvious reasons, but your audio processor could be your laptop or it could be a special mixing board. Um, there are ones, your mixing boards that, you know, for example, we use that I think was like 70 or $80 and that allows you to um, distribute, you know, because we have multiple mics. It makes it very easy to do that as well. And then an audio editor could be like GarageBand, ScreenFlow, Audacity, and then that's going to allow you to, um, you know, put some intro on there, put some outro on there, maybe do some editings of some uh, some ums and ahs, some bloopers possibly, or just, uh, you know, cutting some sections apart. So one of the things that the gear that I recommend for a microphone, I always, 
always, always only recommend one microphone that I use across the board, and it is the Audio-Technica ATR2100, and that's going to be a USB mic, but it also has um, a little... Uh, I think it's a USB mini or what's it called? I forget, but it has two different kinds of inputs um, that makes it really easy to use across the board with any sort of um, device that you're recording with. Um, with a microphone, you wanna get a pop filter. Pop filters are like $3 and they're very standard. You just buy one and it makes it so uh, it's not so harsh and the sounds that your mouth makes aren't so uh, enunciated. You'll also want to get headphones. It's optional, um, but I recommend it because you can hear your um, the person you're interviewing, or maybe, again, this is if you're interviewing someone else, um, but it makes it much easier to hear them. And they can also monitor if they're being too quiet or too loud, or if you couldn't understand them, and maybe you're, because because you're listening to it in the headphones also, maybe your your guests couldn't also um, hear them. And then, like I said, the, uh, the editing software is going to be GarageBand, ScreenFlow, Audacity. I prefer GarageBand. It's super easy, and there's a lot of easy ways to pull that off. But um, look in that uh, podcasting guide that we published, and you can find some other guides, like Dan Benjamin has a podcasting equipment guide. Um, there's also some podcasting gear uh, for audio specifically that we recommend. All right. Now that you have your gear, um, learning how to record and edit a podcast episode. So these are just going to be some really quick kind of tips and tricks on what to do. Um, but some of the really kind of um, important things are, one, you want to position your mouth about one to three inches away from the microphone for the best quality. So you don't want to be literally on the microphone because then it's going to sound um, really weird and kind of swishy. Uh, we also don't want to be too far away because um, it makes it a lot easier to be inconsistent with the distance. Um, and it's also not going to be as clear. You want to be close enough so that the podcast mic can pick up all the right sounds at the right volume and the right quality. You also want to make sure that your microphones have ample power to adequately capture the input. So um, when Jeremy and I first started and we were just setting up all of our gear, um, the mixing board that we're using has, um, it has like, I don't know, eight different inputs and outputs and all sorts of different knobs and things. And we couldn't figure out why uh, we sounded terrible. We would sit down, we record, we had both of our mic microphones set up. And then when we went to record, it was like, it sounded like we were in like a noisy hallway and that we were like 50 feet away. We're like, what the heck, what is going on? And it turns out that there's one button um, called Phantom uh, Phantom Boost, I think, Fan no, Phantom Power. And that essentially is like a boost of power that gets uh, ample enough power for multiple microphones. And so um, having enough power for the microphones is going to allow the microphone to capture the sound adequately. So you want to make sure that you have, your microphones all have ample power. If it sounds like you're in a hallway, you need more power. Um, so you want to make sure that they're in probably different outlets or that you're using some sort of mixing board that's going to allow um, the power to be distributed correctly. Um, if you have multiple co-hosts, uh, you can either record both files onto one file. Um, I'm sorry, both voices onto one file, or you can record them separately. And then essentially you can load each one on top of each other in, um, in a software like GarageBand. Um, and then to record maybe uh, remotely, if you're doing kind of over the phone, I highly recommend something like uh, Zoom or Skype. Uh, you can also use something called ScreenFlow um, or even something like there's one service called Zencaster. It's Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R.com. And that allows you to uh, remote very easily remotely with, uh, while still getting really quality sound. Um, as far as theme music goes, if you want to get theme music, uh, again, I think that's optional nowadays. Um, but you can get it from something like Premium Beat or Audio Jungle. 
you can also get it from uh, someone local. Maybe you can record your own um, as well, or you can even just uh, look on SoundCloud and uh, request from the artist, you know, that you use it. Um, and then uh, as far as scheduling, you know, these are some of the other kind of parts, but um, I use something called Calendly. And essentially all you, all that you have to do is set up the times that you can schedule and then you send out that link and then people can choose the time that works best for them. It's super easy. Okay. Deciding on the name, design, and essential information. So the biggest three things are going to be that you want your name and your design to be original. You want it to be easy to understand and you want it to be relevant to your target audience or the people um, that you want to listen to your show. So, um, you know, I mean the, the name is going to be up to you. I have no like tips or tricks as far as like how to find a name. Um, the way that we did it is we went back to the verse. Um, so we went back to a key verse in the Bible and found the words cultivate and keep that really resonated to us. That was kind of just, um, just kind of by inspiration from myself. Um, but also when you're submitting your podcast to the podcast players, like Apple podcast, for example, you can also append some more keywords and phrases at the end of it. That makes it um, a lot easier for people, for people to discover it in, um, the podcast player of their choice. For example, we didn't just submit cultivate and keep to um, the phrase cultivate and keep to the podcast players. We submitted cultivate and keep colon empowering the next generation of Christian men. And this enabled us to include the keywords Christian men and Christian men, which are sort of broad terms that allow us to be ranked um, for keywords similar to that. And also for the podcast players to recognize that um, we should be in those kind of categories. Um, artwork, I highly recommend either doing it yourself if you're great as, at design or hiring someone else to do some sort of logo or artwork for you. Um, and then as far as you know, choosing the podcast category and description, um, that's pretty relatively easy. You want to just make sure that you um, have something very clear and concise that describes what your podcast is and who should listen to it. Um, and then really now it just gets into kind of the technical side of publishing and launching. So to actually allow people to listen to your podcast, you really only need two things. And that's one, um, a website, and that's a place for people to find it or um, a place for people to, uh, you know, to go to listen to your podcast, if not the podcast players. And two is a place to host your audio files. So there's a whole array of different podcasting solutions, websites, file managers, um, etc. Don't overthink it. You really only need two things um, so remember that don't go to, don't go crazy about it. I recommend personally, and this is what we use, um, a service called Transistor. And for only $19 a month, they provide, I sound like an ad now, uh, they provide a website for your podcast. So you don't have to screw around with WordPress or Bluehost or Squarespace, et cetera. Um, they have super fast um, file hosting. So essentially your, your, your uh, listeners can always download your episodes and they download really fast. So they don't have to wait for it a long time. Sometimes, you know, you, you, like you click on it and it doesn't download. And you're like, okay, what the heck? I'll just listen to something else. Well, that's a bummer. Like you want it to happen every single time. Um, they also produce a really easy to read um, and ready RSS feed. And the RSS, the RSS feed is going to be what you actually give to the podcast players that they're going to use to go and find your podcast episodes. Um, 
And then ideally you want a landing page for each episode. And this is something that Transistor provides as well. And then they also give you really detailed podcast analytics so you can know when, how, and how many people are listening at any time. Some of the other great things that I recommend, um, there's a service called Alley2. And it's a super easy podcast editing and publishing software as well. So if you don't want to use something free like GarageBand or Audacity, you want to pay a lot of money, you can use Alley2 and it makes it super, super, super simple to use. Um, Canva is also really great to create some graphics and MailChimp is a super easy um, and free to use email marketing software so that you can build a subscriber base and um, and be able to to keep in touch with them as well. 10 on 10 would recommend. All right. As far as launching, um, so most people are confused about this, but if you didn't know already, you can't just um, submit your podcast directly to uh, Apple Podcasts. You have to grab your grab your RSS feed, which is hosted through your host, like Transistor, for example, and then you give that to Apple Podcasts, and then Apple Podcasts actually just looks back to your website to grab the audio files as you publish them. So you're not your your uh, Apple Podcast doesn't actually host your podcast or your episodes. It just kind of um, shares it and uh, syndicates it, so that's easier for their listeners to use. So once you submit your RSS feed, it usually takes like 24 to 48 hours. For us, it took like four or five days, I want to say. So I would say give yourself a good week in advance to submit it before you actually want to launch. And then once you launch, it's time to start hustling. So you want to um, you know, you want to announce it on social media. You want to send it to your email list. You want to get friends to share it. You want to get people to listen to it, to download it. I always recommend... Um, having three episodes recorded and published in your RSS feed as, or in your RSS feed when you launch. And that way people can listen to more than one and kind of get to know uh, the regular podcast because usually the first one is just kind of like an intro and kind of um, sets up some expectations for what it's going to be like. And then, um, so you're going to submit it to Apple Podcasts and then you have to do that same process with the RSS feed for each and every one of the other podcast players that you want to do it in, whether that's in Spotify, um, Overcast, Google Podcasts, etc. Um, and then Transistor makes this really easy to syndicate it to them as well. They actually do it directly with Spotify, so you don't have to do that. Um, and then that's it. I mean, find communities that are going to be interested in the show. You know, you might go to Facebook groups, subreddits, forums, um, different places. You know, it might be even groups. You can tell people individually as well. And then as far as promoting and setting up the marketing, um, I mean, I always just kind of go by two rules, and that's don't you know, don't be spammy, obviously, and then be where your audience is. And this might sound a little obvious and oversimplified, but the reality is that most people don't take the time to go and find your podcast. You have to find them and reach them and then grow the, uh, the audience that way. So if your audience is um, you know, heavy Instagram users, be on Instagram. If your audience is uh, largely on Reddit, be on Reddit. If your audience is on X, be on X. But don't be in places, don't waste your time in places where they might not be. For example, if you host a beauty podcast, you probably shouldn't be spending time on LinkedIn. For us, for example, we find that there aren't really a lot of people on a service like Twitter, so we don't really use Twitter that much. Uh, we post largely to Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, uh, Reddit, and then our email list that we're building as well. Um, and, uh, you know, so, I mean, and the other thing too is, you know, at the end of the each episode, and we do uh, hopefully a good job of this as well, but it's it's important not to be too self promote you know, so you don't want to be the one who's like, go subscribe and um, just kind of like begging for it. You want to give people incentive or ask people politely at least. Um, so we always ask people politely, if you like it, you know, go tell a friend, give us a nice review. It helps us out and we are thankful for it always. And so 
after all that, hopefully that's a great kind of overview of how to start a podcast. Even though that's a ton of information, you can always find some more detail and clarity in the guide that we that I'll uh, link to here as well. Um, it's simpler than you think. It's easier than you think. Again, a lot of these things are things that you have to do just once, and then after that, it's a breeze. You can just focus on the fun stuff, which is actually recording and building content. Um, and with that, uh, we will see you next week on a normal episode with Jeremy back and looking forward to it. Um, go like and subscribe, uh, tell your friend about it. And if you have any questions about starting a podcast, feel free to reach us, reach out to us as well on, um, Facebook, Instagram. You can email us at cultivateandkeep.com and we'll talk to you later.